This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 41. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, welcome back. Thanks so much for listening today. Coming to you live from a very hot and sweltering Cairo. It's about 42 degrees it's uh, it's we're in the middle of a heat wave that even the locals are saying you know, they've never seen before. You know, usually uh, they, there's a heat wave of a you know a heat wave might last a week or so. This one's been going on for over a month, and you know a lot of people have been saying how they seem to notice the effects of global warming, you know, if that's what it is, around the world, and the fact that temperatures are going up. When when you're from a place like like Egypt, and you get a heat wave in Egypt that lasts for a month, you know it. It's pretty serious, and I've got to say I've been struggling a little bit with the heat. So today we've got a really interesting topic for you that's very close to my heart. And uh, but before we dive into that, I'd just like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful iTalki. It's the place where I connect with with language teachers from all around the world to help me maintain my languages. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, then simply head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, I've got a visitor this week in Cairo. I've been uh, my, my good friend Anthony Mativier, who who is a memory expert and runs the the Magnetic Memory Method podcast, which you should definitely check out. He's been over here in, in Cairo, and we've been uh, we've been hanging out. And uh, he, <laughs> this is quite a funny story. Actually. Well, it's not so funny for him, but uh, he on the, on the second day, no, the first full day he was here. Actually, he just I had to go off to work, and he he decided to go and check out the pyramids, and he was uh, he was he took a, a a, a car up to the pyramids and he was and he decided he wanted to take a camel ride and uh, i think the people you know if anyone's actually seen a camel they're pretty high you know they're not like a horse they're much higher than a horse and he he uh, decided it would be cool to take a camel ride and so he i think he 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 got taken around by these yeah, pretty young guys who who didn't have any problem going pretty fast and so he was they were leading him all around the pyramids and they just turned to him at one point and said, hey, do you, do you want to go fast? And he was like, no, I don't think I do. The guy didn't pay any attention and just started whipping the camel and the, the camel started bolting off. And Anthony, within a, within a couple of seconds, like got thrown from the camel and fell fell directly onto the, onto the, the ground at the pyramids from like two or three meters up. No, probably more, maybe three or four meters up. And it was it was very lucky actually because I think he landed he landed okay given the given the circumstances it could have been a lot worse but he's a little bit stiff and so we've been sort of hanging out taking it easy and talking about well lots of different things and one of the things that we 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 kind of hit upon was the idea of of introverts and extroverts in language learning and ooh, something's going on downstairs. Now, this is something that I've been thinking about for quite a while because there was a book released uh, a couple of years ago by uh, by Susan Cain, which was called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And you should definitely check that out if this is something you identify with. And, um, you know, I, I've often felt at a disadvantage of some kind because of because I feel that deep down I am a, a genuine introvert. And, and I know Anthony feels the same thing. And that's why we started talking about this. And so I'm really interested in how this affects language learners. And if, if you feel like you're an introverted person, you're not naturally extroverted, then this hopefully this will be an interesting episode for you. And I'd really like for you later on to to get in touch and to to let me know your thoughts about this. And I think this might come as quite a surprise to people because you know you're listening to me here. I am kind of making a podcast, and I, I make I put out videos on my YouTube channel. 
uh, which if you're interested, you can find at youtube.com forward slash I-W-T-Y-A-L for I Will Teach You a Language. And, you know, I write regular articles on the blog. And and so I think a lot of people, when they come across me, they probably think that I'm, get the impression that I'm quite kind of outgoing and, and extroverted. But it's really not the case. I think I've developed a certain persona from those activities that means I can kind of turn it on when I need to. And, you know, if I'm giving a conference talk or something like that, I can, you know, get as kind of excited and, and outgoing as I, as I need to in order to get the job done. But I actually spend quite a lot of time on my own and I, in many ways, prefer being on my own. And I think I've often thought about this and how this relates to language learning. And, and I really think that the the fact that I'm quite introverted by nature has had a very significant impact on my language learning. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about about why. I think the, the main thing for me that really, that I really think about in on this topic is the fact that when I come across groups of people who I don't know, then I feel really uncomfortable. And this is something that I know a lot of people can identify with. If I'm around a group of friends, people I know well, then I can be, I can, you know, I love that. I can be quite outgoing in the, in, in that situation. And, and I, you know, I love nothing more than to be around a group of really, really good friends. But when, when I come across a group of people that I don't know, I get really self-conscious and I, I, I start asking questions I got to, to myself, like, well, you know, what, what are they going to think of me? Or if I talk to them, you know, will I have anything to say? Will, will I fit in? You know, all these kind of of questions I ask myself that have a lot to do with, I guess, basically with, with shyness. Now, I've talked to a lot of people regarding language learning who talk about social anxiety, and I don't know if this is the same thing or not. I'm not an expert on this. I think it obviously shares a lot of similar characteristics, shyness and social anxiety, although possibly they're on different, slightly different levels of, um, of intensity. But, um, what's for sure is that I, I'm not, I'm often not comfortable talking to, to strangers and particularly groups of strangers, even in my own language, in my mother tongue, in English. And so, what I find is that when I learn different languages, this problem gets amplified. And it, it's far worse in a foreign language than it is in English, for, you know, for obvious reasons. You know, because not only do I have the, the question of like, uh, you know, what are they, what would they think of me? Or will I have anything to say? Will I fit in? But then I have the, the whole questions of, well, what are they, what do they think about, about foreigners? You know, what, what kind of impression do they have a foreigners or if I speak to them in, in their language, am I going to make a mistake? Am I going to screw up? Am I going to sound stupid when I speak their language? So, you know, when I have these, these times when I'm faced with speaking a foreign language with a group of people, I find it genuinely really difficult and I, and I, I feel uncomfortable and I don't like those situations. I know there are lots of people out there, uh, you know, good friends of mine who, who are quite the opposite and they can they can go out and they can quite easily just throw themselves into any situation and, and really enjoy it and I'm often very envious of that I in a way I, I I wish I could be like that but I'm really I'm really not and so you know when people I've lived abroad for a long time and a lot of people will say things like well you know you've got a huge advantage living abroad you know if, if I if I'm learning Japanese and oh if only I lived in Japan you know I'd be fluent in no time well, this is one of this kind of if only or one of these kind of when, um, when thing. I think people call it the arrival fallacy. Is the idea that once I have blah blah blah, 
once I have XYZ, then I'll be able to do, you know, anything I want. But it doesn't work like that. And in all the countries that I've been to, um, the, the kind of my natural introverted nature, like I said before, just gets, gets exaggerated and amplified. So, you know, I, with this big question of, is it, is it a big advantage to live abroad? For me, it's really not, I don't think, because what happens is because of this, this, this introverted way that I am, I tend to do one thing in particular, which is I gravitate towards finding people who I like, people who I genuinely get on with and spending my time talking with them and learning languages that way. It's just the same in my mother tongue. I, I tend to spend, uh, not that much time around people, but when I do spend time around people, it's with people that I genuinely like and, and, and real, uh, real, real friends. Or at the, at the beginning, at least people that I like who I think have the potential to become friends. So, you know, for example, in, in Japan, I often talk about Japan because it was a big kind of social experiment for me learning to, 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 to get on with people in a different language who are very different to, to myself. And the way that I learned and became confident in Japanese was to basically ignore the, the pretty much the society around me and just focus all my efforts on, on finding people who I, I got on with and spending time with them, practicing the language that way. And I kind of realized that this is in effect exactly what I do when I'm back home. If I'm, if I'm living in London and learning a language there, I will, I will, you know, I won't go out to, let's say I'm learning Brazilian Portuguese. I won't go out to these big Brazilian parties and things. I will just, I'll find one Brazilian person who I really like and focus my time and spend all my time with them. So I'm learning a language and developing a friendship at the same time. And it's the way that I'm, I'm, I'm most comfortable because deep down, you know, I, I genuinely, although I think I'm very introverted, oh, not very introverted, although I think I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, I do genuinely enjoy speaking and spending time with people who I like, you know, it's not that because I'm an introvert, I don't like speaking, I don't like talking to people, I, I genuinely do. It's just that it very much depends on who they are. And so, you know, when I, the big challenge really is, because what you're probably thinking right now is, well, that's all very well, but how do you find people that you like? How do you find those people? You know, I've talked at length before about how you can use sites like italki and uh, conversationexchange.com or even local adverts and things like that to, to connect with people. The internet's a great help that way to, to, to kind of bypass the whole social lottery thing. Um, but you, you always get to a point where when you're, when you are finding people to learn a language with, to practice with, you've always got this thing of the first meeting. You know, just like if you were going to go on, a, go on a date or something like that, you know, your first date, the first time you meet someone, you know, that is, that's nerve wracking, right? It's any social encounter like that, especially for introverts is, is inherently difficult. So, you know, whenever I'm, I'm meeting a new language partner or, or talking to someone for the first time on Skype, you know, I get those butterflies and those, and those kind of nerves and those, those feelings of, oh, maybe I should pull out. Just like everybody else, it happens to me all the time. I think the difference for me, the big difference for me is that what I've learned over all these years of doing that is that, you know, my, my, my passion and drive to learn a language has gradually become greater than the kind of social awkwardness or the, or the feeling of like of social difficulty. And, and so I'm, and having done it many times now, I'm kind of able to, to recognize that feeling of being nervous about speaking to someone and say to myself, right, okay, that's fine. 
I, I recognize that I'm nervous, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I know that almost certainly there's going to be a good result. But it's, but it's, it, it continues to be difficult. I continue to have to work hard at it. And I've, I, I'm, I'm interested about whether if I wasn't, if I was more extroverted by nature, whether or not, what kind of effect that would have on my language learning. So that's what I wanted to to talk about. And what I'd really like is to hear from you on this topic. Okay, if you can relate to anything that I've spoken about, if, if you think that you're, if you find yourself to be introverted in some way, if you feel that it impacts on your language learning, if you, if you find it difficult to, to speak to other people, whatever it may be, if anything that I've said kind of resonates with you, I'd like you to come and, and I'd like to start a conversation about this. I'd like to get people throwing around some ideas and I'd like to I'd like to use this as a way that, you know, if you are introverted by nature and, and if you are, if you do think that this is maybe holding you back, I'd like to get some of these ideas out on the table and see if we can kind of, you know, together work on this and, and see, just examine what it means and, and, and look at our, look at our preconceptions of what this actually is and how this can, how we can become better language learners as a result. So if you'd like to, um, to get involved in this, if you'd like to, join the discussion, please come over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 41 and you'll find the show notes to to this episode. And I'd like you to scroll down to the bottom of the page and leave me a comment. Just tell me, either tell me that what you thought of what I said, tell me a bit about yourself, what you struggle with. I'd just like to have your, your kind of open, honest thoughts about this if no one comes and comments fine i won't i won't revisit this topic it must be it must just be me who feels like this way but you know if i do find that people are interested in it then i think we could possibly generate a really good conversation around this so i'm going to leave it there for the day and 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 just leave you with this with this message i will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 41 is the place to go if you'd like to continue this conversation thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode of the podcast